Welcome to Readers of the Lost Drafts. I am your co-host, Zach. And I'm your co-host, Eric. And tonight's, this month's script, <laughs> this month's script is going to be... Tonight on Readers of the Lost Drafts. <laughs> Just like automatically like <laughs> steampunk age. Tonight. Anyway, yeah, past that. We we uh, this edition, yeah, is... this episode, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm worried about sound professional. Yeah. It's... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are reading Office Space by written by Mike Judge, which I think it's funny. He says Office Space is still the working title yeah, here. Yeah, it's nice when it makes it the whole way through. Yeah, because either he's like, yeah, it's good. But just in case, or else it's like, <laughs> I can't think of anything better right now. Yeah. <laughs> it works, though. Yeah. It's uh, catchy. This, yeah, yeah. I liked it a lot. And it's, uh, uh, this draft is dated December 9th, 1997. It is the first revision. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is my first time doing the summary. So I'm going to see the pain that Eric goes through. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put like page numbers every now and then oh, yeah. so I could catch up easy. I didn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, guess we'll just get right into it. Now I feel like I didn't do enough writing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But our first scene starts with Freddie Nunez clumsily sneaking out of Anne's apartment, which is written, we'll get to that later. <laughs> There's a lot of those. Yeah. I think it's really unnecessary, but. Yeah. It just shows him like, uh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, if we're going to get to it later, then we'll get to it. Like, you don't have to, like, keep mentioning <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, if we don't get to it, then why do we care? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, it's just this... um. Like what? I guess everybody in this script is around uh, late 20s. Yeah, somewhere around there. So it's Freddie Nunez, specifically cast as uh, Mexican-American, I believe. Mm -hmm. It's just like tripping over the sheets and shit, trying to not wake this chick up that he just slept with. I imagine it's a lot funnier to see these kinds of things than reading it, because reading it, I was just like, well, okay. And then yeah. I was like, well, I guess it could be funny if it, you know, if they do it right. <laughs> like, but it's yeah. just some, one of those things you kind of have to see for it to be funny. Right. And judging from the final movie that I've already seen, I'm sure you have too. Yeah. Um, for anybody that has seen it, I think it would be funny. Yeah. I think they do a really good job in the final uh, movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also, um, yeah, he's just trying so hard not to wake her up. <laughs> And on his way out of the bedroom, he sees her picture with uh, her husband. Mm-hmm. And he just has, like, this look of recognition. When he sees the husband, he just starts, like, smiling and laughing, I believe. And then he... After that, that's when he seems to take the time to steal Rice Krispies. Yeah. <laughs> he's, on his he's, way out. He's trying to be, like, quiet, and he decides yeah. to get a bowl of cereal, and then he picks out Rice Krispies. <laughs> Which, of course, in the script is specifically written, Rice Krispies that snap, crackle, and pop. Yep. 
It's like, are you doing a commercial for them, Mike? Yep. Okay. I am glad that yeah. they uh, cut out this early scene because it, I don't, did yeah. they actually film this at all, or do you think? Or I, I, I didn't watch any of the behind the scenes or yeah, anything. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen any of the cut. Like you know, what are they called? Unused the deleted, deleted scenes. scenes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What'd you say? I don't know. Cut scenes. I don't know why. I cut was having scenes. such a hard time yeah. coming up with deleted scenes, but. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, that is not in the final version, which I'm kind of glad. I, I'll just say it right now, I don't think that pays off at all, this storyline. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we suddenly kick into the montage with Peter Gibbons, who was the husband in the picture mm -hmm. crawling through traffic jam which <laughs> he's just struggling to get through this traffic with uh and he just the struggle has made all the worst all the wow i can't even talk <laughs> <laughs> the struggle is already pissing him off but it makes it even worse that there's an old man with a walker making more progress than him <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah peter is just Switching lanes and it's just not working out for him. And he's cast as normal looking guy, which I liked. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the same traffic to another car with Michael Bolton. It was specifically <laughs> written, not the singer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, uh, yeah, no, he has nothing in common with Michael Bolton yeah. that I know of. <laughs> He's just rapping in his little car. <laughs> and in the script, it says he looks like a young Republican. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're going for there. But, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess they nailed it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then we also cut to Melton, which is, this is written, based on my animated character. <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> Yeah. And uh <laughs> yeah, and they show him waiting at a bus stop just nervously mumbling to himself. Mm -hmm. Which <laughs> That's my best impression. <laughs> yeah, this for the most part this part was pretty much the same. Yeah, I mean there's really nothing wrong with it. Uh I I I still laugh when I see Peter trying to get through this traffic yeah. jam. <laughs> he's just Every time he's like, he changes oh. lanes <laughs> to the faster one, it immediately stops, and then yeah. his lane, his previous lane, starts going again. Yeah, good stuff. And I do like that they cut out his little lines here. Is it like I didn't get too detailed with my notes? Uh, well, I figured you'd do this. <laughs> uh, the one, the two lines he has. The one is like right after he changed lanes the first time, and he's like, "Shit, why did I do that?" And then. <laughs> Uh, after he changes lanes again, he's like, "Damn it!" You know, and it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of unnecessary. Yeah, I think it works better. Just, it's just silent montage. Yeah, it's one of those instances. Wow, it's one of those instances <laughs> where less dialogue is more. Yeah, I do. They did change the song that uh, Michael sings, the rap song that he sings. Okay. I guess they couldn't well, get the rights to that one or something. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um that part is hilarious i love <laughs> cutting to him oh. just singing the gangster rap and 
<laughs> yeah. And uh, they didn't write it in the script, but in the final movie, mm-hmm. I know uh, what you're saying. When, well, as he's rapping, <laughs> the uh, the just random black guy walks by, and he puts his window up. <laughs> yeah, and he, he locks the stops door. Stops singing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm kind of surprised it wasn't written, but that was a very nice addition later on. Yeah, that just that's always been funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh, and they they didn't have the. Uh the part with Samir. Yeah, I was wondering why he wasn't in here. But I forget what he did in the movie. He just kind of like screams and like pounds on his steering wheel a couple times. Oh, they must have done that with uh, uh, Peter's stuff here. They must have just figured eh, he doesn't need to do that, so they gave it to Samir. So the montage is still going here. We go to Nikor Inc., just another random building in a corporate office park. Which didn't it change to Unitech in the script? Inatech is the final in the Inatech. final movie, yeah. Unitech is the knockoff, right? Um it's Unis something. Uh, anyway. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get but to yeah, it. But yeah. I I'm curious as to why it changed. Maybe. Well, maybe they found like a real company that said here. Uh, th- that could be, because he has a lot of real names in this script. That end up changing yeah. to other things. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know if you didn't want to think of it on the spot. Or oh, if yeah. That's just something they want to change later. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to waste your creative energy if you're just going through it. Yeah. And I think just using the brand name in the script gives you the impression of what they were going for anyway. Yeah, that's true. That might just be quicker. Yeah. Alright, so yeah, we're at the office building that is, it looks pretty much like the Cyberdyne. (laughs) (laughs) Tying it all um, back to Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) You got to. Um, I just love the way they, so far I'm just going to say, I love the way how they uh, show everybody's character Mm -hmm. instead of like naming them right off the bat. Yeah. Which, uh, for for Bill Lumberg here, which is uh, pretty awesome the way they did it, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, the script the script describes him as an aged yuppie from the eighties, still <laughs> dressed like one. Yeah, he parks his uh, he parks his nice Porsche in a spot with the sign "Bill Lumberg, Division Chairman." Like it just took like what five seconds tops to really yeah. show you who this character is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, then we go to uh, a chunky guy who could be Rush Limbaugh's younger brother. They nailed that <laughs> with the casting, I would say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He parks his Mazda RX-7 in a spot marked Division VP, which I don't know why I just gave him his name too, but um, yeah, this is Dom Portwood, who goes to his trunk, pulls out the car cover. And drapes it over his car. <laughs> Which, that, that wasn't in the final one. I it? really don't think it was. Because he's not really that important of a character to begin with. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I'm surprised they gave him this much character to begin with. <laughs> and his bumper sticker reads, I'm, I'm reading this exactly <laughs> how I found it. You're touching my car, I break out your face. <laughs> Which, apparently... 
Dom Portwood is a Jar Jar Binks fan. <laughs> That's how I read it. You touch my car, I break out your face. <laughs> that impression was too good. Yeah. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we showed these uh, guys on top with their own parking spots, and then we cut to Peter, who came and find a spot for his own car. Yeah. And that's where the montage ends, is mm-hmm. Peter finally getting to work and can't even find a parking spot. Yeah, really good montage, I thought. Mm-hmm. Really characterized everybody. It's just weird that they cut out Samir yeah. until the final. <laughs> well, they did kind of... I feel like they beefed up his character a little bit in the movie. Yeah. Maybe. He was kind of a cliche in the script, I think. Yeah. But uh, we'll get we'll get to that later. okay um yeah anything else you want to say about Um, the montage yeah the montage i think just kind of really sets up the feel and like gets you into peter's world very very good just shows you like everybody at the bottom is miserable just so Mm -hmm. these guys on top can have nice shit yeah (laughs) pretty much yeah it it was done very well i thought Mm mm-hmm so then we cut to inside. Peter sits in his cubicle. Quick POV from his uh, POV. <laughs> looking at... <laughs> sorry, that's stupid. You're just uh, looking around at all the identical walls of his cubicle, and his watch reads 915. And then we see a picture of him with Anne. Uh, and I guess it's the same picture in the bedroom. I don't know. Mm. But And then uh, I just like this little bit. Him looking at that picture, you think with like, uplift him a little bit but the script specifically says he still looks miserable yeah <laughs> so that was interesting uh <laughs> and then the the constant sound of everyday at work is apparently corporate accounts payable nina speaking just a moment <laughs> <laughs> poor nina she's just doing her job yeah but uh, yeah, Peter actually puts in earplugs to start his day, <laughs> which is horrible. Yeah, he didn't do that in the movie. No, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So he's trying to get to work, and then Lumberg approaches with a Nikor mug in hand. Yeah, it's, this is written always in hand. Yep. <laughs> and <laughs> I love this movie. Um, so Lumberg is just giving Peter a bunch of shit about not having a cover on his TPS report. And no matter how much Peter's like, it's okay, um, it's not a problem yet. Uh, Lumberg is just like, yeah, did you get that memo? Uh, it's just one of my favorite scenes in the whole <laughs> movie. It just sets the tone for yeah. even more than a montage. It's like. He he just busts his ass just to get to work. <laughs> and then, Immediately. As soon as you get there. <laughs> yeah. Just a moment. <laughs> okay, and then uh Yeah, Lumberg finally stops bugging Peter. To which Peter's ends uh irritated by his cubicle neighbor, Milton, which his radio is going too loud. Uh I wasn't sure who the guy on the radio was. Yeah, I've never heard of him, so I don't know. It was, but it felt like the, a pop reference in the movie. I don't think it was that, or at least it was toned down, and it wasn't like 
um, you know, overpowering or whatever. Right. Which, yeah. I probably should have looked at what it was in the final, but I don't really think it matters. The bottom line is this annoys Peter. Mm-hmm. So that's really what we're getting across here. And then Milton, I feel horrible for this guy. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Milton um, continues his nervous rambling. He just insists that he got permission to listen to the radio this volume. Yep. I uh, was told that I could listen to the radio at a reasonable volume. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Ah, oh, I forgot to look what that guy's name was. I know I know him. Which guy? But, uh, Milton. The guy who plays Milton in the movie? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Steven Root. Yeah. I love how he's in, like, every Mike Judge project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. So, yeah, Peter gives up on that. Goes, tries to get back to work. Work with quotations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then Don Portwood arrives as Peter sits back down, bugs him about the same TPS report. <laughs> and Peter still says, it's okay. It's not even a problem. <laughs> but then it just ends with Dom saying, yeah. Did you get that memo? <laughs> oh, man. This is soul crushing mm-hmm. within like five minutes of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what Peter says. He's just ignored until the guy leaves. Yep. Then he finally answers the phone. We don't hear who's on the other line. All we hear is Peter replying, yes, I have the memo. <laughs> Which, yeah, I don't think he screamed in the movie. He really, no. in the final movie, he's, none of his emotions have to surface yet. Yeah. Like ever, I think. Yeah, in the movie, he's like, he's always pretty subdued yeah but it's just like he's either subdued and miserable or subdued and not caring about anything (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was just gonna say something but um yeah i feel like in the movie the final he's always it's like a boiling anger at all times so for him to like lash out here i don't feel like it fits yeah, it just, yeah, it does feel out of place. Yeah, it's just like you've been doing it for how long, and you're not about to flip out now, are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, then he slams the phone, which again just feels like out of character since he's already taken the shit from the other two guys. Yeah, it's not like he's gonna freak out now. And then uh, we have a quick cut of him running out of the building, uh, running out of the building entryway like it's on fire. <laughs> And he's just trying to catch his breath and continue with the day, pretty much. Yeah, I don't think that little part was in the movie, either. I thought it was, uh... It looked nice, in my mind. Just, mm. like, he's in there for, like, five minutes, and he already has to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if it hasn't been, you know, pounded at you enough, <laughs> he needs out of this job. Yeah. It should be noted that Nina continues her repeated message of just a moment like like every other like in between every other annoyance there's a reminder in the script that she's still saying the same (laughs) five words or six whatever anyway then we cut to uh samir and michael bolton's cubicle 
He just could resist right Michael Bolton. <laughs> yeah, every single whatever time. he could. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um Michael has military and Snoop doggy dog posters <laughs> all over his cubicle. Yeah, that really kind of dates the script a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and I don't uh, does he have Navy SEAL posters in the final movie? I don't remember. Because I I feel like he wouldn't have Navy SEAL posters. Doesn't fit, yeah. in my opinion. It just yeah, I just remember there's a few military written down here, but hmm. in the final I can't imagine he still has it. Yeah. Okay, and then uh cut to Samir who's hovering over a printer adjacent to their cubicle and he just right to smash this thing apart. <laughs> and Samir is a uh Middle Eastern Iranian, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So he still has like a thick accent. And he just says he wants to kick this piece of shit out the window. <laughs> to which Michael is a pretty calm guy we've kind of I think we've come to learn. Yeah. Uh, Michael said he's he'd rather just slap the asshole who designed it for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> just, I love the passive aggressiveness. Yeah. And then uh, a temp arrives with memos. Apparently, yeah, I don't know why he had to write a temp, but it's yeah. just a woman that isn't <laughs> familiar with them. Yeah, she's clearly not familiar with them because she tries to assinate, uh Well, she tries to pronounce Samir's last name, mm. and it's just horrible. Yep. <laughs> And he is apparently used to it. He just corrects her without hesitation. And then uh, she says, Michael Bolton? Wow, is that your real name? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I don't know why he said no. No, he says yeah. He did? Yeah. And he then... cut that out. <laughs> yeah. He... Oh, she said, any relation? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, they, these guys, just part of their annoyances is their names mm-hmm. in this world. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, really. And then Peter eventually arrives and tries to get the guys out to lunch. And it ends, this scene ends with him, Peter saying, I think that girl's working today. Uh, yeah, it's a quick little scene to get these two together. Well, three. Yeah. Nothing too out of the ordinary. Very good to show. All three of these guys are miserable all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, I, I do, th- they did, uh, add something in the movie here that I think really, like, puts a good punchline on the scene. Um, in this, like, Peter comes up and kind of convinces them to go out. But in the movie, he's like, hey, do you want to go out for lunch? And, like, they, say something like, ah, I don't know. And then he's like, yeah, like I really need to get out of here or something. And then the temp mm-hmm. comes back and she's like, sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Yes. <laughs> and that immediately cuts to them sitting in the yeah. restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. I forgot about the Mondays actually. I should have watched the movie before. Yeah. I, I didn't have time to watch the whole thing, but I caught some of the beginning of it. Yeah, it's, that's a pretty important note. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, then the, the written uh, the written restaurant here is TGIFs. Yep. <laughs> is, what is it in the script? In the script, it's TGIFs. In the movie, it is Tchotchkes. They just made that up, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. 
that's that's really important. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it does show you like uh, he just wrote TJFs to get the mood down, I think. And yeah, show you just what kind of place where they it could. is. Yeah, he even mentions in the script somewhere that like, uh, like across from TJFs is like a. What is it like a Bennigan's? Yeah, like a Bennigan's, and then like a cross from that is another thing, and they're all the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. I I think that's yeah. This just kind of pick he picked a place and yeah, just to get you an idea. Yeah, because I think everywhere we go here feels pretty corporate. Yeah. Either way, I think that was the whole idea. So yeah, the guys are just uh down eating a lunch and. Pierce says he's just ready to snap one of these days. Then a waiter interrupts him, and he's just trying to make it sound like he's one of those waiters that is trying too hard to make you feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah, like immediately like, acting like they're your best friend or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which in the final movie he nailed it. Yeah, because <laughs> Peter's like, I'm gonna just take a machine gun. Then the other guy like, walks up. Yeah. Get right back at you. <laughs> and then uh, we eventually get to Peter, just miserable, like, surprise. <laughs> he just he just laments the fact that Lumberg is going to ask him to work Saturday. I think if, I don't think they said it yet, but I think this is still Monday. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's why she said it in the, the temp says it. Mm-hmm. The Monday. <laughs> And, like, he's already worrying about this yep. on Monday, working Saturday. <laughs> and I think the guys even tried to tell him that. They're like, what are you doing for? Why are you doing that? Yeah. And Peter, he just wants to quit. And he just admits that he's too much of a pussy to walk out. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I think everybody that works there is a pussy, pretty much. He says something along those lines. And to prove that he's not a pussy, Michael claims that he's written a virus to rip off Nikor big time. <laughs> Which very nice foreshadowing. Yep. It was it felt very uh I th- I think Mike Judge's dialogue feels very grounded. Yeah. Definitely. And like sub it's just subtle stuff like this that comes back later. Yeah. I think that's very, very clever writing. Yeah, and I think uh definitely proving uh that he's a pretty strong writer is that hardly any of this has changed much between yeah. this and the final movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Th- the only complaint I have about it is sometimes I feel like uh, comedy is funnier when it's like improvised. Mm. That's the only kind of like sour note coming from reading <laughs> the script. I'm like, ah, it's good. Uh, I guess I didn't have to change it. <laughs> I don't know. Just a personal thing. I think, yeah. I mean, it is a great script. No one can argue that. Mm-hmm. Well, you can argue it. <laughs> You'd be wrong, but you could argue it. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah, they're uh, somewhere in the middle of the meal. Peter just spots Jennifer. I'm reading it as it was written. An all-American corn-fed girl. <laughs> like a next-door type, I guess, is what they're yeah. trying to say. Which I'm just trying to imagine. I mean, yeah, it's like I feel like he didn't try to cast or like write like super attractive people for this. Yeah, which is probably why it felt like an indie movie to me. Mm-hmm. It just felt, you know, low budget. Which what was it low budget? I'm pretty so. sure it was. Yeah, 
It, it just felt like a. It couldn't have cost that much. Like money. normal people. <laughs> no, seriously. But yeah, uh, it's Jennifer, and is that her name in the final too? I feel like it isn't because because it's Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, cast. yeah. I feel like after he cast her, he's like, "Well, maybe we should change the name here." Yeah. Yeah, I can look it up. Yeah. Uh, while you're looking at that, I think um, as far as casting goes, after watching the movie, it's hard to imagine anyone else here. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Really. They all nail their parts pretty much. Yeah, very good casting. Um. Okay. Yeah. Jennifer's name in the movie is Joanna. <laughs> Sticking his J. Yeah. <laughs> I could see why they did that. It just makes it easier when you're trying to give directions and shit. Yeah. But anyway, Peter's just like swooning over this girl across the room. Apparently, he only knows her name because of her name tag. So, <laughs> this gives you that impression, like, you know, he is, you know, I don't want to say he's a pussy, per se, <laughs> but he's definitely acting like one. Yeah. <laughs> just afraid to go for anything. He just wants to lay low, pretty much. Well, yeah, he's also, like, dating somebody and ogling this girl. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the guy's kind of snapping back to reality. They're just like, come on, we have a poker game going on Friday. Which I don't but think is in the movie. Yeah, because they changed it for him, I think. Yeah. Well, they still play poker in the final movie. Do they? But uh, They might have changed around a bit or something. Well, I think they only brought it up here because just so Peter can say, no, I have to do a hypnotherapist mm. thing with Anne. Yeah. <laughs> which gives you a sense that uh you know she kind of controls him and yeah this is uh, it's just another aspect of his life where he's not in control of anything mm-hmm. uh yeah peter's just as they're talking peter's still swimming over jennifer across the room mm-hmm. and they're just like come on peter just ask her out but then peter just seems bummed that he's stuck with Anne, even <laughs> though she even though he feels like she's cheating on him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Michael's like, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Wait, he didn't say that here yet. Anyway. Um, but yeah, thinking about the hypnosis again, Peter thinks it might really help his problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just... I hate the way they end the scene, but I love it. Because, you know, he's supposed to be, like, chilling with his friends. Yeah. And Michael says, speaking of problems, what's I hear about your TPS reports? (laughs) 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 And I like in the final movie how uh, Samir even adds one more line of, didn't you get the memo? Uh, yeah, so good. Even his friends just, are just yeah. piling it on. Like you'd think they all know each other <laughs> enough to not bring this work stuff to the table. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, pretty good scene. Just shows you the messy romance and mm-hmm. sets up the hypnotherapist. Yep. 
Yeah, it's very good at, like, the script is very good at kind of, like, setting up the plot just Definitely. just through dialogue and, you know, yeah. it's still being funny and everything. Yeah. It just really sets the world mm-hmm. without being too, like, in your face about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I said, I think we both agree this. The setups here are just very, it, like, jabs you a little bit, like a poke. Mm-hmm. And then when you finally get to it, it's like, oh, man, this is what he was getting to. Yeah. Very well done, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we cut back to the Nikor parking lot where the guys meet up with Tom Smikowski. Uh, sm- yeah, Smikowski. S- Smikowski. Something. Smikowski. Yeah. <laughs> Tom. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a older gentleman, kind of a veteran of the company. He's kind of like... I feel like they were trying to show a future version of Peter mm, stuck here. Yeah. I don't think it's they've ever really like said it, but mm-hmm. just looking back at it, I kind of think that's what they're going for. Yeah. Because he's uh, frantically waving a, a memo. I, I don't know if it's the same memo or not. <laughs> but, uh, uh, he's talking about the... He's foreshadowing again here for a later plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking about the consultants coming to downsize the company. And uh, Tom's worst fear about the downsizing is going to the unemployment office, <laughs> which is ridiculous to me. Uh, so, yeah, just a quick little scene of setting it up. Yeah. Oh, and Nothing too... He mentions the other company is Unitrode. Unitrode. Gotcha. Uh, then we cut back into the Nikkor meeting area. Just kind of the... It's really loud there. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. Uh, cutting to the Nikor meeting area, just everybody's gathered around uh, Lumberg and uh, the consultant Bob, <laughs> I believe. Yep. Yep, they're just uh, had a boring meeting to begin with, and no one cares. They're all just <laughs> staring at the consultant guy. Oh, we also see Freddie Nunez in the background here. Mm. So Lumberg introduces Bob Slidell, and just uh, his what he's doing here pretty much is interviews to help streamline, which just makes everyone look sick because <laughs> apparently they read the memo, they know what's going on. And I love how like difficult it is for Lumberg to word what he's trying to say without making it like seem. Like, like, without the truth getting out that he's just firing right. people, you know? Yeah. He's like, yeah, uh, you know, so he'll just kind of be asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> yeah. Just really, like, stumbling around trying to find the right words to say. Yeah. Just stalling mm-hmm. with everything he has. <laughs> and then, uh, just real quick after that, Peter goes back to his desk to find five copies of the <laughs> TPS memo. Oh, man. And then uh, we cut to... Oh, well, yeah, anything there? Nope, I'm all good. Okay. Then we cut to a jogging trail where Anne is power walking while Peter jogs and slows down to a walk just to match her pace. Uh... So Anne's going on about this uh, promotion at work she'll surely get. 
but and she's also concerned about Peter with all the layoffs going off at Nightcore as she heard about. Mm. But Peter is just more worried about their withering relationship. And she's having none of it. She's just going on. <laughs> uh, just cut back to Peter plopping down on his couch in his apartment. Uh, it's not too long before Lawrence bangs and yells through the wall for Peter to turn on the TV to Channel 9. <laughs> <laughs> and Peter, he just... Another look of annoyance as he... <laughs> like he can't escape anywhere. Yeah, he can't. There's no safe spots for him. Uh, he just, like, reluctantly invites Lawrence over because he doesn't feel like talking to the wall. <laughs> he said, can we at least pretend that you can't hear each other? <laughs> and uh, Lawrence, Bob Odenkirk, I believe. No. It's... uh. John, or wait, wait, oh, uh, Diedrich Bader. Diedrich. Yeah. I got that mixed up. <laughs> anyway, I love the uh, the way they cast him. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the script, it says, Lawrence looks like a goofy, younger Sam Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's spot on. Uh, yep, especially <laughs> the mustache they gave him and everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, that is perfect. <laughs> Yeah, like, I wrote perfect in my notes. He's definitely <laughs> like uh, Sam Elliott out of Roadhouse, but maybe even like a stoner like version. Even younger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a stoner in here, but yeah, yeah, it just feels like a a goofy Sam Elliott. They nailed <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> and uh, Lawrence is just like he's actually concerned about Peter. He's probably the best friend he has. I feel like, mm-hmm. and he's just asking if everything's okay with Anne, and Peter thinks she's cheating. And Lawrence says, I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, I wish I could find that in the script real quick. I think he says something like, yeah, she just has that look like she'll just do anything. And he just uh, stops talking. Yeah, he says, I don't know. I just get that feeling looking at her like she's that type of chick that would just. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it just. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then Peter just kind of pushes past that and he says he's really jealous of Lawrence's construction work. Mm-hmm. He's just uh, giving Lawrence, he's just telling Lawrence how lucky he is and, you know, he's just kind of like, yep, yep, fucking A. <laughs> and I think that's the end of the scene. Yep. And uh, this scene differs a little with the movie. Well, first of all, the um, they don't have that scene with Anne. It just cuts right from like the office to this scene with Lawrence, yeah. and then, uh, in this scene, Lawrence gives Peter the idea to um, just wait, like skip out early on work. To oh, avoid yeah. getting um, in called in on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Whereas uh, also, I should, yeah. In in this script, uh, it's Peter who comes up with the idea. Yeah, I like it better with Lawrence actually contributing something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was on Channel Nine again? Uh, breast. Uh, how to give yourself a breast exam or something. <laughs> so it's just some <laughs> naked chick feeling or something. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Oh, Lawrence. I guess if we were going to cast that, 
That would be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be Peter. Yep. So it works out. I don't know if I could pull off the Sam Elliott look. Oh, uh, yeah. You'd have to grow your hair out. <laughs> yeah. No, that would my be weird. Curls, uh, go up. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> my hair goes up when it grows. <laughs> You'd have to, like, get it straightened or something. Yeah. Man, that would be weird looking. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then we cut to uh, Peter having a nightmare with uh, Nina's in the background again. Just a moment. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah, Peter's it, just, it just starts with Peter yeah. in bed, and then uh, we hear Nina's voice. Then we fade into his nightmare, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. He's yeah, and he's uh, Peter's on the phone with Melton. No, it's just him and uh, having the bad dream, and then it cuts okay. to real life in the morning. Okay, I should have space there. It cuts to Peter on the phone with Melton. He was mumbling about burning down the building <laughs> if they move him or take his stapler. I just love the fact that Peter answered the phone <laughs> <laughs> when they were like two feet away from each other. Yeah. Oh, man. And uh, that is just stays on Milton with Lumberg approaching him, asking to move his desk <laughs> and steals his stapler. <laughs> Well, I don't know if this is his swing line stapler yet or not. Yeah, it is. It is. I didn't think he took that until later. I feel like he wasn't supposed to steal the stapler yet. Yeah, I think in the movie they moved this to later. Yeah. I think in the movie moving him in the basement was the final straw. Yeah. Or something. Anyway, yeah, I th- uh, for he here... He might have even taken the stapler right after the basement or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway... In the script, yeah, <laughs> where we should probably stay. Yeah, um, yeah Lumberg is just treating Milton like he treats everybody else. He's just like walking all over him. There's no reason to steal his stapler, <laughs> and, unless deep down he's having the satisfaction of just crushing his employees' <laughs> souls. Especially, especially which, uh, Milton. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's, this guy is already on like his last legs. Just. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he's clearly the employee that will burn down the building <laughs> or walk in with a machine gun. We all know the type. Yeah. Off the record, it's obviously in the V. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, on the record, uh, after the stapler is stolen, the stapler is stolen. That sounds good. <laughs> and it must. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Milton just mutters again. Well, mm, okay, but I, I'm gonna set the building on fire. <laughs> Actually, you do your impression. You're you're just better. <laughs> well, mm, okay, but I, I'm gonna set the building on fire. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Okay, uh... I was told that the flames could be at a reasonable height around the building. <laughs> nice. Um, then there's just a quick scene of Peter being approached by Lumberg and Bob who bug him about leaving his cubicle <laughs> for too long. To which Peter, just after that, just looks at his watch, 11 a.m., Tuesday. <laughs> 
So I think it was, uh, instead of superimposing the letters, I guess it's easier to have a watch. Yeah. And then we cut to another montage about, uh, I think it's just Bob in there, right? Doing interviews yet? Um, or is Lumberg with him? No, this one's just Lumberg talking about stuff. In the montage with the interviews? Mm. Anyway, there's a quick montage of people being interviewed and fired. Uh, it, uh, keeps on continuing with Tom and the guys smacking the printer around. Nina's voice. Just a moment. <laughs> And Milton's radio host, Annoying Peter, to which uh, Peter exits NICOR on Thursday now, trying to calm down. Like before, he just runs out of the building, catching his breath. <laughs> and that's the end of that montage. I don't know if they did that in the movie. It feels a little unnecessary. Yeah, I, uh, they didn't. The, the In the movie, they cut right from uh, Peter and Lawrence to Peter trying to get out of work early on friday yeah because uh yeah because uh after the montage we cut to a scene with michael and samir at their cubicle and peter's trying to get them out to lunch again but they're too worried about the interviews going on Mm -hmm. that they don't want to get fired and tom's still freaking Mm -hmm. out and uh there's just a quick little confrontation with the printer (laughs) where it spits out a sheet of gibberish to which <laughs> I love Michael in the script more than the movie. Yeah. He says, PC load letter? What the fuck does that mean? You son of a bitch! Oh, man. PC load letter? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why reading the word fuck is always funnier than hearing it. <laughs> anyway. This is what happens when I take notes. <laughs> <laughs> there's another there's another staff meeting with everybody gathered around Lumberg, Bob, and a new person. Lumberg drones on about more jargon and uh Friday is Hawaiian shirt day. <laughs> so uh if you want to wear Hawaiian shirt and jeans, you're welcome. <laughs> and then Everybody's just still like, come on, get on with it. <laughs> to which Lumberg introduces the second consultant, Bob Porter. Apparently, Bob number one needed more help to fire people. <laughs> uh, okay, skip to the Bob's interviewing Tom, who just bombs his interview. I, I didn't write everything down, but the way it ends, I had to make sure anybody who hasn't watched or heard this. <laughs> They're just interviewing them. Say, like, what do you do here? It's a very simple question. They were not even like antagonizing him <laughs> <Yeah>. yet. <laughs> and then he just starts flipping out and ends his interview with, I deal with the goddamn customers that engineers don't have to. I have people skills. I'm good at dealing with people. Can't you understand that? What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just bombs it on his own. <laughs> yeah, I love how Even like it, they're asking oh. him about his job, and he's <laughs> like, "Well, I take 
things from the customers and give them to the engineers. And they're like, well, couldn't the customers just hand them right to the engineers? And he's like, yeah. well, no. <laughs> I, I'm i good at dealing with them. Yeah. Basically. Because engineers are good to deal with people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very funny <laughs> interview. It's just like the worst interview you could have. Yeah. <laughs> What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> I just love how he thinks he's a people person. Yeah. And he's just flipping out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe it's still Thursday in the script. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, we just announced Hawaiian shirt day. Mm-hmm. And we cut to Michael Bolton's apartment. He, Mike Judge, he writes Michael Bolton, like, almost every time, I think. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a heading for all of his dialogue. It probably is. No, it's not. It's not Michael Bolton and all the dialogue and everything. But he does yeah. work it in as much as he can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yeah, they're actually playing poker with Tom. But in the final, I don't think they play with Tom. No. And uh, yeah, because the Tom's dialogue here they just used in the office, mm. where. Tom is freaking out about his bad interview, and he's just saying the only way to get ahead is use your mind. Like a goofy pet rock idea. <laughs> Which, I had an idea like that. It's a jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, It has a bunch of different conclusions <laughs> written on it that you could jump <laughs> you know watching the movie i don't think we ever got to see it well I think, no you do yeah we did see yeah. it okay but uh i always wondered what it looked like because <laughs> i kind of forgot that we do see it but in the script it says it's just a bunch of answers like you get out of a magic eight ball <laughs> uh yeah then uh everybody starts talking about the philosophical, hypothetical talk about what you would do with a million dollars. And and how nobody could have that much money. I mean, I think Michael pretty much is shooting down the whole idea mm-hmm. that you can't give everybody a million dollars or be wealthy or whatever because there has to be a base at the pyramid of society for <laughs> janitors and other unwanted jobs. Like working at Nikon. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, that is like a good point, I think. Mm-hmm. I think people forget about the little people below them all the time. Yeah. Which there is a little bit of... Uh, I feel like Mike Judge is also good about subtly uh, layering in like issues like mm-hmm. that. Uh, then we cut to Peter's apartment, watching TV with Lawrence. <laughs> to which we just... As soon as we come to the apartment, it's just Lawrence going, damn, that Lassie is one smart dog. <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah, The way it's written, it's just like he believes that dog is really that smart <laughs> in real life. Okay, then uh, Peter brings up the million-dollar question with Lawrence. He says, what would I do with a million dollars? I'll tell you. Two chicks at the same time. <laughs> I love in the movie that final way. He's just very stone faced yeah. and serious about this. 
so serious. It's like he's been waiting to be asked this question. He's just like, <laughs> I'll tell you exactly what I'd do. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm so watching this after. Oh, man. And uh, finally, we get P- Peter's answer what he would do with a million dollars. He would just do nothing. Okay. Yeah, um, they they definitely combined a lot of these scenes in the final movie. Yeah, as much as I like uh well wait, did he say nothing at the poker game too? Um it feels like it could have just had all these people in the same room having this conversation. No, he doesn't give an answer in yeah. the poker game. It's like, but right. It, like in the final movie, like all these conversations are kind of combined with earlier yeah. ones, and then they cut out a bunch of stuff. Like downsized, if you will. <laughs> like <laughs> this. This conversation here takes place the first time that he's hanging out with Lawrence. Mm. So he just kind of yeah, he condensed everything a little bit. Right. And I just want to say before we get to Friday, I love how they like. I think except for Wednesday. And they might have. They showed like pretty much every day yeah. leading up to Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I liked it so much, but I did. Yeah. To which we, uh, yeah, we end with the million dollar question where we cut to TGIFs the next day. Mm-hmm. The guy's eating in misery. <laughs> and Michael and Samir are even wearing their Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom is with them reading the uh, wanted ads because he's sure he got fired. <laughs> Which he should be. Yeah. <laughs> At least he's smart enough to know he fucked up. <laughs> and uh, Peter's still like, oh, Lumberg is going to ask me to work <laughs> on Saturday. And then uh, he tells him about his, how he would do nothing if he had a million dollars. Yeah, they're all like, no, it's not going to work out. So on top of the uh, the guy shooting down Peter's nothing plan, Samir kind of goes on this rant about how lucky Americans are to even have reliable jobs like this. <laughs> and I felt a little preachy to me. Yeah. I don't know if he was trying to be. I couldn't tell if Mike Judges wrote this to be like. Uh, to make a cliched character, which I can't imagine him doing that. Mm. Or if he was actually like trying to tell Americans how lucky <laughs> we really are. That could be. I don't know. I can't tell with him sometimes. Like idiocracy. idiocracy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very deep theme. Yeah. But you're pretty sure he's going with. <laughs> anyway. Um, back to office space. Working title. <laughs> we cut back into Peter's cubicle at 450. It's still Hawaiian Friday. <laughs> and he's eagerly trying to log off his computer as Lumber casually crosses the room. <laughs> and, yeah, they just nailed this in the script. Yeah. Just, he's like, every second counts, and the loading bar is, like, crawling. <laughs> and as soon as he thinks he's ready to go, Lumber blocks him off, Peter. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to need you to work all weekend. And I love this in the script. I'm not sure if it's in the final. He says we need the extra help because we just lost a few people. Yeah. <laughs> lost. Oh, that pissed me yeah. off. 
Yeah, he's, he's like, like, really. I'm going to but... need you to come in tomorrow. And then he's like, oh, and I'm also going to need you to come in Sunday, too. You need to <laughs> sort of play catch up. <laughs> yeah. You lost some people. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The way he said lost people, I'm just like, oh, you ass. <laughs> That's probably how it is. Yep. That's probably what they. Very grounded script. Maybe a little too grounded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love how Peter is worried about working on Saturday and then Lumberg just makes him work Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Just piles the shit <laughs> high. And then, um, <clears throat> yeah, after Lumberg walks away and Peter's ready to leave, I, the last thing he does is blow up at Nina. Who hasn't done anything yeah. to him, like, as much as Lumberg has. Mm-hmm. Nothing purposeful, but he just blows up at her, because <laughs> she is the soundtrack of Nightcore in his eyes, I guess. Mm. <clears throat> uh, we finally cut to Dr. Swanson's hypnotherapy office. Mm-hmm. I believe we're about halfway through the script. Uh, Almost, yeah. I believe this is, like, their midpoint they were going for. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, even the sign... Mike Judge's writing here, Dr. Swanson's hypnotherapy office, or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which I heard the Jurassic Park lawyers got my, you know. We're kind of like a coupon day or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I can't finish my sentences. Anyway, uh, Peter and Anne are there with another couple with uh, centered around this is how it's written. An overweight, unhealthy Swanson. <laughs> yeah. Which reading reading it, you're like, uh, but then actually when after the event, it's like, yep, yeah. that had to be that <laughs> yeah. one. And this is actually the first time we ever see Anne in the movie. Oh, this yeah? Right in this scene. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, oh, <laughs> So we cut in on the on Peter as he's finishing up his turn speaking or emoting whatever. And uh he goes on for a little bit but it, the way it ends is so every single day you see me is the worst day of my life. <laughs> every day? As in right now? Yep. Wow. That's messed up. Um <laughs> <clears throat> I love it so then uh, Dr. Swanson proceeds to hypnotize Peter Mm -hmm. into a state of complete relaxation that might have been written in there a few times in the dialogue just (laughs) emphasizing relaxation and uh, (laughs) I love this movie (laughs) before (laughs) Dr. Swanson uh, can finish the uh, therapy to return Peter to how he was before he has a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, he's just putting With, him into oh. a state of hypnosis <laughs> and being relaxed, <laughs> and then he dies. He doesn't even get to like do yes. anything. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it so much. The first time I saw that movie, I'm like, <laughs> what? So creative. I loved it so yeah. much. Which, this is one of the scripts where I read it. I'm like, Eric and I 
can really do something like yeah. that. There's like no money involved here. <laughs> it's just so funny with just acting. Yeah. Just... Ugh. Anyway. Love it. <laughs> uh yeah. Peter is so calm and comfortable, he doesn't even care about <laughs> the dead man on the floor and everybody yelling to call nine one one and all yeah. that. Oh, yes. And then we cut away to Anne driving her, Peter, and the other couple. Apparently, they're friends. Uh, <laughs> they don't really, yeah, they don't really point it yeah, out. I don't anything. think the other people even say anything. No. Uh, and yeah, Peter is the only one in the car that doesn't look freaked out. And then Anne's going on saying, this is the kind of thing that makes you think about your life. And all that, you know, <laughs> stuff. And Peter just leaves the car at the next red light. <laughs> I think he might even say something like, did he have any dialogue there when he's walking away? Yeah. I know she, um, she calls him an asshole. She's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm walking. And she's like, why? And he says, because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> and that is apparently the breakup. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, that's what I wrote in my notes. It's like, break up question mark. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we ever see her again. Yeah, which makes the Freddy Nunez plotline really thin. Yeah. Obsolete. <laughs> I love this. We cut to Peter's apartment, 8 a.m. <laughs> most likely Saturday. And uh, the alarm goes off. He doesn't hit snooze. He's reaching over to the alarm, goes past the snooze button, and just unplugs the whole <laughs> clock. I just love the visual yeah. of that. And then he just stays in bed. An actual smile on his face for the first time in the script, I believe. <laughs> and uh, all these voicemails start coming in in the other room from Lumberg and Ann. And Peter just sleeps right through them. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up again at 3.30 p.m. And uh, he actually answers a call from an angry Anne where she dumps him and admits that she's been cheating on him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he got the feeling right. Yeah, I like in the movie how without that opening scene, you know, you just have him saying, like, I think she's cheating on me. And then you have this reveal that she was instead of, like, the other way around. Yeah, this is, yeah, the final version is much funnier where it's just kind of hearsay. Yeah. <laughs> where that's almost worse than seeing it. <laughs> yeah, like everybody's you know? just like, oh, yeah, I could totally see that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Peter just admits that he just doesn't care about it anymore. And, um, <laughs> I did have to laugh at this and kind of shake my head the this next coming montage which mike judge <laughs> put in parentheses a nontage if you will <laughs> <laughs> it's just peter going like fishing and sleeping on a park bench and uh just doing all this stuff that he wants to do yeah. and yeah it's the nothing montage <laughs> uh yeah, I thought it was a great scene. Yeah. 
I don't think they put the montage in the final. Did they? I um, think it, they cut to him going to work. Sometime. Yeah, um, I can't. Wait, no, I can't no, remember. It might not be these exact same things. It might just be him sitting around or something. I don't. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But yeah, just spends the rest of the day. Not doing nothing. I love it. That that hypnotherapy really works. <laughs> and uh, back to Nightcore, Nina's cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this. I don't think they even put this in the movie. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, Nina's just uh, doing her average day of work, and then uh, she just kind of glances out the window, where uh, <laughs> she goes, "Oh my God, it's him." <laughs> We see Peter, he's just unshaven, his shirt isn't tucked in, and he steps out of his car with, uh, I forget what he's holding, but it almost looks like a gun from Nina's perspective. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for yeah. there. Yeah, he like grabs some object, looks at the building, and just leaves. <laughs> and... Him leaving actually freaks Nina out more. <laughs> uh, also in the scene, Freddie Nunez kind of slides in to Nina, winks at her. <laughs> and uh, I forget what he does with her. Nothing too important, I imagine. Yeah. And then he, uh, I think he just kind of like winks at her on his way to Milton. Yeah. And at Milton's, he kind of like acts like he's interested in what uh, what's up with Peter. And uh, Freddie tells Milton to cover all of his calls for him <laughs> while he's at an after. I think he actually tells him some afternoon delight. Yeah. <laughs> and there's apparently three women uh, he has to tell Milton to cover for him <laughs> as he's out with lunch with the other one, which. Yeah. Yeah. He's that, he's that he's guy. He's like, I'm going to lunch with Maria. And then he's like, if Sharon calls. Tell him I tell her I'm with Bob at lunch with Bob. And then he's like, if Ann calls, tell her I'm homesick. And if Jenny calls before Sharon, just make something up. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. It was funny on its own, but in the long run, it's just like, who is this guy? Yeah. Um, I, I did think it was interesting that uh Jenny was one of the names mentioned. <laughs> I feel like they're trying to like, uh, make you think it was Jennifer. Mm. Yeah, it could be. Okay, and then we cut to TGIFs again. And Peter's alone, just walks in, finds his way to Jennifer. Asks her out incredibly nonchalantly. Because he really doesn't care <laughs> if she says yes or no. Uh, yeah, then they, uh, he just invites her across the street to eat there and she eventually does come over after Peter's already been there waiting for her. And they have a good time talking together. It's a great time. It's so great, in fact, that the next thing they cut to is <laughs> both of them and Peter's bed finishing up some sex. <laughs> That's how I talk. <laughs> yep, they're Having some finishing sex. up some sex. <laughs> Just finish it up. 
<laughs> oh, I'm so crass. <laughs> and uh, yeah, actually in bed, Peter asks her out again for dinner that same day. <laughs> and she's just like, man, this is so weird. And he just goes with it. He's like, yeah, it's all right. It's cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anything about the date? Um, I, mean, I I remember I liked all the dialogue. It felt very natural as yeah. with every other piece of dialogue in here, for the most part. Yeah, I just loved. Uh, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. This we're having a good time. Cutting to the apartment, but like, she says that she has to get back to work. But like, what? How long of a break <laughs> yes. does she get? Well, and how long did it take them? We yeah, don't but know. they had lunch before that too. Oh yeah, I and they're it. like going back yeah. to his apartment, <laughs> and like <laughs> it's like rush yeah. hour. Maybe she's working a double. Know. I don't. Know. <laughs> but yeah, they really hit it off. That's that's the punchline. Yeah. Oh, and then we cut to uh, Nightcore <laughs> with Michael's interview with the bombs. <laughs> oh, uh, man. They, they are Michael Bolton fans. <laughs> the interview does not go well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just such a great scene. And, he has uh, such a hard time. He must be a big fan. <laughs> He's just pretending he cares. Yeah, and, uh, I love. Ultimately, <laughs> like, he. I ahead. love that last line of his. He's just like, "Yeah, you can just call me Mike." And he's kind of. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then the Bobs are just like, <laughs> they're just so offended. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we get the sense that the interview doesn't end well for <laughs> Michael. Uh, also at Nycor, we cut to uh, Milton answering a call from Anne, <laughs> who's looking for Freddy. Uh, Milton can't keep track of the lie he's supposed to tell, <laughs> which pisses her off. Yeah. And uh, then Bob Slidell interrupts, <laughs> and he asks why there's no record of Milton in the employee roster. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I don't know if Milton even knows, but uh, Nina suddenly freaks out again that Peter's back. Oh, this is when it looks like he has a gun. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think they kind of end it there. Then we cut to Peter entering the building this time with uh, Michael catching up with him. <laughs> and in this scene, it's pretty much uh, Peter catching Michael up on the, the plot that we already know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. In, in, yeah. You kind of need it just to catch other characters up. Yeah. And uh, Peter apparently only came to work because he knew his interview with the Bobs was today. <laughs> and uh, then we cut to Bob. Uh, wow. Then we cut to Peter's interview with the Bobs, <laughs> where he is very blatant, very honest, <laughs> uh, telling them how miserable this place makes him. And. <laughs> Just to give everybody a sense, the last line of the interview from Peter is, in fact, I'd say I really only do about two or three hours of real work a week. (laughs) And the Bobs are just like fascinated by this guy. (laughs) I just love it. 
I love how everybody else is trying so hard to do well in their interview and they yeah. like get fired and then he just yeah. like <laughs> doesn't even care and and they're like nope. oh interesting. Yeah. What about stock options? <laughs> yeah, I think this is actually Monday. I don't know if I've said that or not. Because uh, on Peter's way out of the building, Lumbrook tries to stop mm. him about not why he didn't come in for the yeah. weekend. And just like <laughs> Lumbrook has done to Peter of completely ignoring his concerns, <laughs> Peter just kind of pats Lumbrook on his shoulder on his way out. Yeah, I love that. He's just like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> just cuts him off. Yep. Love it. And then Lumbrook tries to make it look like he meant for that to happen or he didn't care. Loved it. And then we cut to a, uh, this is how it's written, a lovey-dovey nontage. <laughs> to which uh, we just find out that, uh, we just see Peter and Jennifer doing pretty much the same nontage from before. Yeah. This time with Kung Fu, <laughs> because it was mentioned earlier, they love Kung yep. Fu. And uh, one minor detail, I think they bought a big screen TV together. Yeah, they buy a big screen TV. To watch the Kung Fu, yeah. <laughs> okay, then, uh, yeah, what did you think of the montage and all that? I think it's okay. I mean, yeah, it was a nice little quick thing. Yeah. I don't feel like it wasted a lot of time. It's just like, uh, yeah, it's yep. like, you know, less than half a page, so. Yeah. I just love how it's specifically written lovey dovey yeah. <laughs> montage. It's like he knew what he was writing. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, it's it's here. Yeah, and I love it at the one part he says some something like uh I don't know. We'll we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that later. Yeah. He says that again, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, there's um something that he describes like some kind of anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> okay, back at Nycor. The Bobs meet with Lumberg and Dom. And they're just casually firing three more people <laughs> with their uh, paperwork. They're like, well, these three guys are useless. Oh, yeah, then they see Tom. They go over his paperwork and, yeah, we don't need <laughs> this guy. And then there's a brief discussion of Milton's glitched paychecks. Yeah. He's been he's been paid. Yeah, he all this he was time. fired like a while ago, and then nobody ever told him. So, and he was still, he was getting, still the checks getting the checks by, by accident. accident. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're just like, we fixed the glitch. Yeah. So are we supposed to tell him? No. <laughs> the, <laughs> Such a dick. Move. Yeah, he's a, it's better to avoid confrontation. <laughs> yeah this guy's job yeah. man and then uh then we move on to the next bit of conversation where they the bobs are just swooning over <laughs> peter <Yeah>. gibbons <laughs> he's got real leadership material yeah and lumber and lumberg's <laughs> he's like uh yeah i'm not so sure about that i don't think i agree with you there <laughs> yeah oh man and then uh, I think he brings up – I think Lubberg brings up the TPS reports. Um, 
Yeah, he has some problems with his TPS reports. <laughs> and then what? <laughs> the problem is you. The Bobs pretty much turn on Lumberg. Yeah. And they've pretty much been asking everybody so far, um, what do you do with your time mm-hmm. here? And I just love this point of the conversation where Lumberg is pissing on Peter. The Bobs suddenly turn on to Lumberg and say, how much time do you spend on these TPS reports a week? <laughs> and he just kind of freezes. He's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. loved it. Great scene. Uh, yeah, it shows like everybody that actually is trying to work mm-hmm. is getting fired. And Peter doesn't even want the job. <laughs> <laughs> getting a promotion in the works. Yeah, I just that one scene where they turn on Lumberg, I that's so funny yeah. to read. Goddamn TPS reports. <laughs> okay, then we cut to Peter's apartment where he is watching Kung Fu with Jennifer on their big TV. And uh Jennifer spits out some uh trivia about a jazz player, I believe, and Yeah. Peter's like really impressed with her and she just casually mentions that she broke up with her boyfriend that day. <laughs> and he's like, what? Uh, then Lawrence yells through the wall for Peter to check out <laughs> Channel 9 again. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's invited over. Uh, happy to see Jen, Jennifer, and not Anne. Uh, he actually, I think he does mention that specifically. He's, yeah. Glad to see him change. Uh, and Peter is still talking about getting a job in construction. And Lawrence is just like, nah, man. You don't even look like a blue-collar guy at all. I think he said something like, uh, no, if you asked me for a job, and I didn't know you. I think we're just trying to do some psychology. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then... uh yeah, Peter brings this up because he's deciding to make some changes at work to accommodate his new lifestyle. Oh, wait. Did I say that right? Yeah, construction's not uh, for yeah. him, so he's going to make changes at work for his new lifestyle since he can't get another job like that that he wants. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jenny is happy for him. And by new lifestyle, we're talking about him buying a new TV <laughs> with his girlfriend. Uh, then we have a montage of the new lifestyle. <laughs> uh, there's no traffic on Peter's way to work this time. Because he leaves in the middle just... of the day. <laughs> yes, yes. And then he parks in Lumberg's spot and uh, gets to his cubicle, blasts some rap music on the... Uh, I think he has like a boombox, yeah. actually. <laughs> he trashes a stack of TPS reports, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Lumberg comes to work, and he's very confused. Someone's parked in his spot, and <laughs> so he parks in a handicapped space. And uh, then Peter goes on a quick break to go fishing with Jennifer and Lawrence. <laughs> then uh, we cut to Lumberg getting towed away. And the uh, tow hook actually crumples his license plate that's custom says, my Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of the montage. 
now we cut back to Nikor, where Peter is playing Tetris. <laughs> Lumber confronts him again about TPS. I reports. do like how it mentions here in the script Tetris is a computer yeah. game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, who is he writing this yeah. for? Who does not know Tetris? <laughs> yeah, that's a nice little note. And uh, Peter, again, is just treating Lumberg the same way Lumberg treated him all this <laughs> time. And he's just ignoring him. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to worry about that. I've got a meeting with the bombs. <laughs> to which Lumberg is like, I didn't know it was a meeting. Yeah, you weren't invited, pretty much. So then uh, Lumberg, you know, trying to power through what he just went through, goes over to Milton's cubicle. And I almost feel like uh, Milton is just getting the brunt of the uh, retaliation yeah. here. Because <laughs> Lumberg says, no, he's not even, like, he's, how do you say this? Lumberg isn't, like, moving Milton to the basement. He's telling Milton to move himself to the yeah. basement. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Milton mumbles on again about a lack of smoke detectors <laughs> where he's going. <laughs> that was a nice little tip. Yeah. <laughs> and then we go to the actual meeting with the Bobs where they offer Peter a promotion uh, via firing Michael and Samir to get some new tech guys under him. Yeah, cheap. Yeah. Cheaper labor. Yeah, is what they're going for. Like, new guys out of college, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. And like I said, these guys are, like, in their late 20s. <laughs> so that shows you what this company yeah. thinks of their people. I feel like it's, like, yeah. kind of the opposite now than it was then. Because now it's like, no, we want to keep all the people that we have already. We're not hiring anybody yeah. out of college. <laughs> yes. That's what it feels yeah. like. Or maybe we're just millennials. We can't that deal could with be. it. <laughs> <laughs> could. I don't know. Okay. Uh, back in the main office, uh, Tom reveals that this is his last day. And um, he tries to include Peter in a pyramid scheme. <laughs> just a last minute attempt to get a, get some yeah. money. And then he's, he's going on himself about life's rules. Like, they tell you to go to college, uh, study hard and all that, and you'll get a good job. And he's going on about uh, this bully in school who's like, he just copied all his homework and basically didn't even finish, college, finish high school. And he makes more money than Tom <laughs> as a <Yeah>. plumber. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, ah, it's not supposed to go that way, is it? And I feel like that's another Mike Judge philosophy yeah. scene. Which, yeah, that kind of hits home for a lot mm -hmm. of us, I think. Uh, then we cut to Tom's house. Uh, frantically finishing a note like he's been up all night. Then he goes into the garage, makes sure all the doors are closed, and starts his car. Reclines his seat, and we fade to black. Yeah, reading this, not nearly as funny how they did in yeah. the movie. 
very serious stuff mm-hmm. here, actually. Then we cut to Tom's wife, Laura, arriving. Uh, she's like waving the fumes away. She's like, Tom, what are you doing? What happened? And she's apparently oblivious to this suicide <laughs> attempt. And Tom suddenly crumples a note. He just looks uplifted after seeing his wife. He's just like, oh, I'm just going to the store real quick. And uh, in this writing, they kind of drag out this yeah. section where he uh, backs out of the driveway and <laughs> gets hit by a truck after choosing life. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like in the movie it was much better where they just do like a flashback yeah. <laughs> of telling this. It very quick cuts. It really yeah if, cuts down on the yeah. The less you linger on all this stuff, the funnier it is. Yeah, because you get to the punchline a lot quicker, and it's like by the time you're thinking about what's happening, like he's already getting hit by the truck, and then it's like funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's in a nice revision they made <laughs> later on, and then uh, scene ends there. Go back to Nikor. Peter says he's ready for the leadership promotion to the Bobs, where he knows that Michael and Samir are going to get fired mm-hmm. for this. So I don't know if they're trying to make it look like he's being an mm. asshole, like he's sliding into Lumberg's position. But uh, we eventually, after that, we cut to Michael's apartment, where Peter is like, Easily trying to tell Michael about this promotion and what that means for him and mm-hmm. Samir. To which he uh, finishes off by asking about the virus again. So it's almost like his plan here is to get the money fast instead of really working mm-hmm. here. Like, I'm not sure what they were kind of going for. Yeah. It's like, in the movie, it feels more like he's doing this to help his friends out. Yeah. But but reading the script, it kind of looks like he's being an asshole about it. I don't know. Did you read it that way or just me? Yeah, it kind of seemed like he was just trying to get money so that he could keep doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, after asking about the virus, we cut to a random bar where Michael is angrily drinking and knows the the full effect now. And Peter is edging this virus idea even further. To which we find out that we need Samir's help to complete the heist. <laughs> I <Yeah>. love <laughs> Where you cut to Peter's apartment, where he convinces Michael and Samir to go through with like a, a slow burn heist, <laughs> where the virus slowly collects money from Nikor. And, uh, they're all like making a secret pact not to tell anybody, <laughs> not even the girlfriends. And then out of nowhere, Lawrence yells through the wall, Yeah, I won't tell no one either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Peter, even, I mean, Michael, does he even say something like, Who the fuck yeah. is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And then, P- yeah, Peter's just like, Ah, don't worry, he's cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's cool. Oh man, and then we begin the heist montage. <laughs> I yeah, love it so much parts. <laughs> because especially in the uh script, 
Uh, yeah, specifically written in the script, it's written as overdramatic heist <laughs> montage. In parentheses, basically just copying a disc. <laughs> <laughs> I love it yeah. so much. <laughs> it, yeah, I don't. I don't feel the need to ex- explain the montage if you've seen the movie. Yeah, it's just all this slow motion. These guys are like trying way too hard to look cool yeah. as they're doing this. <laughs> they're, they're like looking at their shoulders. They and... wouldn't even really look suspicious if they were just doing it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah. best part. It just looks like part <laughs> of the work day. And yeah, just slow motion everywhere. Uh, some kind of soundtrack going on. <laughs> And then they finally finish the whole thing, and they're all just like looking at each other. And Michael just says, "Well, that was easy." <laughs> <laughs> Peter's just like, "Yeah, I guess it was." Like they're just expecting to get caught this yeah. whole time, and then, then Freddy suddenly jumps in, scares everybody, <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Yeah, there's a he talk he yeah he catches everybody up about Tom's accident." And the uh, upcoming barbecue celebration. <laughs> yeah, they, they morphed uh, Freddy's character into Drew, like the bro yes. guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, um, the heist. There's really nothing you can say <laughs> about that except that's so yeah. funny. And then uh, we cut to Peter, Michael, and Samir. Leaving Nikor, as it is Michael and Samir's last day, and uh, Peter's like, "Hey, I got you a going away present." <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they uh, proceed to trash the piece of shit printer <laughs> in an open field, which uh, a friend of mine, actually the first guy, I mean the guy that lent me the movie to begin mm-hmm. with, he said that the uh, the beating sequence. Mm-hmm. Is like shot for shot a copy of some other. Oh, movie really? Where they're where they're beating like a gangster, uh. <laughs> or like these gangsters are beating somebody else, and he said like this movie was like shot for shot, <laughs> like exactly the same. Which I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah the the final version of them beating the <laughs> shit out of the printer is much better than what they did in the much better than how it was written. Yeah. I think. Just more slow, over dramatic slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> These guys just putting all of their emotion in the beating the shit out of this thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> we cut to Peter's apartment where the guys are just having a dancing celebration with Jennifer included. Um, yeah. Nothing too out of the ordinary. Just dancing and celebrating. Yeah. And then, uh, Samir's getting ready to leave, and Peter reassures him that everything's going to be all right. Then finally, Jennifer asks what they're celebrating, and Peter's like, I can't tell you. Then he eventually explains it. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, you know, they thought they are so careful about this, and Jennifer brings up a few questions that makes Peter second-guess himself. (laughs) I thought that was a great way to end the celebration. It's like, hmm. Then we cut to the next day at Tom's Barbecue in the backyard. Big turnout with uh, 
mostly just coworkers we've already seen at the office. Tom is severely crippled. <laughs> uh, running around in an electric wheelchair, all these bandages and casts and bars, yeah. <laughs> keeping his head up. And it's like he's smiling wider than he has yeah. in the whole movie. <laughs> it's just like, look how I turned out. Actually, we'll we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Tom is just taking this whole experience as a, you know, like a beacon to move forward with his life on all these ideas because he actually shows Peter the jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> And he gives this pep talk about, you know, just keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, this is when he actually says, well, yeah, look how I turned out. Because <laughs> in my notes, it's a uplifting pep talk question mark. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we cut to Drew, another coworker, warning Peter that Jennifer gets around, including Lumberg. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, is this the first time we see Drew? Yeah. It could have very easily stayed with Freddy, but, um. Yeah, I think that's why in the movie they just made all of Freddy's other parts Drew's stuff. Yeah, makes just sense. Just kind of mixed it. Yeah, I thought it was a little odd that they. It's not odd, actually. It's Hollywood. They, uh,. <laughs> Cut out the Mexican guy for another white guy in the casting. <laughs> I'm just saying it. Uh, yeah. Hollywood hates minorities. <laughs> I think they're getting better. But, uh, yeah. Then we cut to the driving away from the party. Peter's with Jennifer. And uh, Peter just flips out on her about sleeping with Lumberg. <laughs> Fucking Lumberg! <laughs> And then Jennifer flips out right back at him, and they they break up right there. Mm-hmm. Then we eventually cut to uh, another nightmare sequence where <laughs> Lumberg is fucking Jennifer, but the fucking is actually from Jennifer's POV. <laughs> it's written to make it look like Lumberg is fucking Peter, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like TPS reports like floating across the screen. Just a horrible nightmare. <laughs> But yeah, the final product is so funny. It's not creepy at all. Well, it's creepy, <laughs> but not as creepy as they made it out to be written. Yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, Peter finally wakes up, uh, just goes to a random ATM and <laughs> checks the balance, <laughs> which is well over $300,000. <laughs> Holy shit. And... uh. All I could think was, easy money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, he brings us to the rest of the group. And they're all freaking out because this is supposed to be a very slow process. Yeah. (laughs) They're probably only (laughs) supposed to have like $300, maybe $30 in there. Yeah. (laughs) If that. Yeah, this is supposed to be a very long con, and it turns into <laughs> 300000 overnight. Yeah. Yeah, so the gang's freaking out about this con going wrong, and they surmise that they have about five days to do something about it before the company finds out. Mm-hmm. 
And we got the Nikor. It is a birthday celebration cake for Lumberg. <laughs> and you can tell with the singing and the way everybody looks around the office that Lumberg is the only one enjoying anything about this. <laughs> and then they proceed to cut up the cake and force Milton to per- pass all the pieces around yeah, until he a, doesn't have he's any. He's about to cut it. He's about to eat it himself, but then yeah. they're like, no, no, you got to pass it along. Yep. Make sure everyone gets get a piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course, Milton's the uh, only one that doesn't eat <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and then we cut into Milton's new basement cubicle <laughs> where he just proceeds to mumble more to himself. And he's actually mumbling and complaining to 911. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> About these uh the boss stealing his stapler and moving him into the basement. <laughs> it's the Celestro. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, actually after the phone call, uh, the police actually hang up on him and say this is not a police emergency. <laughs> Lumberg walks down and just continues to poke the bear. Yep. <laughs> just eating the cake right in front of him and all this other shit. Yeah, he asks and... him to clean up the place while he's down there. <laughs> Such an asshole. <laughs> the, yeah, this is where Milton actually says it's the last straw. Mm-hmm. Actually, he he agrees to do the cleaning. Yeah, and then <laughs> says it's the last straw. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, um, cut to Peter's apartment where the guys are freaking out even more about how to fix the problem. They look into. <laughs> Money laundering, <laughs> fleeing to Mexico, and how these plans won't even work. Peter's like, we don't even speak Spanish. <laughs> Michael explains to Peter that Jennifer definitely did not sleep with Lumberg, the one that we know. Yeah, it was a different Lumberg. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, then we get the doorbell during this freaking out session. Oh, they, Steve... they looked up money laundering in the dictionary, by the way. <laughs> Okay, I didn't think they did that yet. Yeah, yeah, love it. They're looking at money laundering <laughs> in the dictionary. Oh man, it's like how can us? How can we be so bad at crime? These <laughs> dumbass mafia guys, if they can do it. Oh, so funny. <laughs> then the doorbell goes off. Yeah, where Steve, specifically a black man, <laughs> he gives his ex crackhead sales pitch for magazine subscriptions. Which, uh, yeah, had to be a black guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is funny because, uh, yeah, th- these guys just latch on to him. For yeah. Being this uh, <laughs> former crackhead. Yeah. He, after mentioning <laughs> that he's used to uh, be addicted to crack, then yeah. they're like, oh, did you ever sell it? And <laughs> you want to come inside and tell us about money laundering? Yes. It was a great segue. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they're actually trying to network with him <laughs> to find <laughs> money launders. Well, I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> and he's just clearly no help. He's just made up this whole story. And it just works because, you know, a black guy can get away with that, you know. <laughs> yep. this, you know, it just, uh, these guys' preconceptions works to this guy's advantage. <laughs> and uh, that's actually how he makes a great living <laughs> yeah. is by lying about this stuff. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh yeah, and <laughs> mm-hmm. 
uh, they're like, you're not going to go to the police with this. Well, that depends. <laughs> <laughs> they buy 20 subscriptions to Vibe. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, then the guys have one more big fight and then just split up. Yep. And uh, even Lawrence won't come over hang out. <laughs> what does he? What does he say? He's like, "Nah, man, I don't want you fucking up my life too." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Lawrence. Yeah, that is my guy. <laughs> uh, then we have another nightmare sequence. Um, the way I read it was a pretty bland prison sequence. I just didn't care for it. Mm. Yeah, I didn't really read anything too great about it yeah it's whatever yeah i mean it was there okay then we cut to peter watching kung fu alone mm-hmm. and uh the sensei is giving the pupils uh morality speech which inspires peter to do the right thing apparently so he goes to tgif's that night waits for jennifer to finish and uh admits he was wrong about everything uh from the heist uh Lumberg and you know all this shit. <laughs> One thing I like, oh, yeah. I like in the movie they they didn't have my favorite line in this scene. Um, when uh, Peter's explaining about Lumberg, he's like, uh, "Lumberg isn't even my problem. It wasn't even the right Lumberg." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, after he makes all up with their. Uh, this is specifically right, written by Mike Judge. They get all emotional and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I loved reading that. He knows what he's writing. And he's just like, yeah, it's there. <laughs> we definitely need to read more of his scripts. Yeah. Very, very funny just to read it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, same night, I believe. Peter goes into Nikor. And uh, he leaves an envelope of the... Uh, all the money that they stole with a confession and just leaves it all under Lumberg's uh, slides it under the door to Lumberg's office mm-hmm. where obviously no one's there. And uh, after he slides it in, he drops <laughs> to the floor <laughs> frantically trying to <laughs> reclaim it. And there's just no chance. So he just yep. finally pulls himself up and leaves <laughs> fade to black <laughs> Then we cut the Nikor in the morning with uh, Milton struggling with the payroll uh, secretary, or whatever, and he's just giving the run around. Yeah, you know, Lum- Lumberg told me to come here, and now you're telling me to go Lumberg, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. It's so funny to me. <laughs> uh, Milton just opens Lumberg's door <laughs> that Peter could not reach under. Milton just opens it up, yep. wasn't even locked or anything. <laughs> And he, uh, yeah, we're given the impression that he's looking for his swing line stapler. And then we cut to uh, Peter's apartment, where he begrudgingly wakes up and says goodbye to Lawrence. You, you might not see me for a while. I might go to jail and all that. To which Lawrence replies, <laughs> "Yeah, don't drop the soap." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so. So, ah, man, he's not really a good friend when he needs him to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we cut to Peter on his way to work, 
And by the time he gets there, Nikor is burning to the ground. <laughs> and uh, he looks at the crowd, and he's pretty sure Milton did it. Yeah. As uh, Milton walks away. <laughs> and then we fade out. And then we fade in. Lawrence is uh, shoveling through some ash and finds a swing line stapler. And I love this little detail in the script. I don't think they did this in the final product. Uh, Peter has a mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 he is shuffling alongside Lawrence. <laughs> and he's like, hey, give me that stapler. I'm pretty sure I know somebody might want it. Uh, Michael and Samir drop by. And, uh, yeah, everybody's on good terms. Uh, they're all like, yeah, it was pretty crazy what we did, but we're back to normal now. And, uh, yeah, this always kind of bothered me. We never got to see it, but uh, Peter mentions that he's back with Jennifer. Hmm. I guess they did like have their one scene, but yeah, and then it turns out that Peter is just happy with his new job. Mm-hmm. We actually see him like happy, and then somebody wonders about what happened to all the money, or or it's a shame that I got burned up or something like that. Yeah, we fade into a Mexican resort <laughs> with uh, Milton on the beach, <laughs> mumbling about his martini having salt <laughs> on it. <laughs> the end. Yeah, I guess in the movie, they didn't really talk about going to Mexico early on because I never I never made that connection because in the script, Milton's in Mexico, the same place they were going to go after yeah. they got all the money. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good stuff. Yeah, uh, pretty good ending, I think. Yeah. I mean, I... Probably wouldn't end with Milton. I... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Nothing to really complain about here. Yeah. It's uh, wrapped up pretty nicely. Yeah. Like I said, uh, they start out with... I mean, the first thing we see is Freddy Nunez. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he drops out about, you know, halfway through <laughs> yeah. with no contribution to anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because in the movie, Anne says with one line that she's been cheating on Peter. Yeah. So there's really no reason to get mad at Freddy at anything yeah. or even link link him to anything. And his contributions aren't funny enough to deserve, like, no. you know, all the stuff that he's in. Yeah. Even if they did merge him with Drew like they did. Yeah. Like, like all of their sequences together, the way they cut down on Drew. Yeah. Uh, he did what he did yeah. in the movie fine. That's We didn't need any more from that, though. Yeah. He so. d- does his plot points, and, you know, that's all you really need. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Freddy... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, getting rid of Freddy uh, is probably the best thing they could have done. Uh, I don't know if he did a next script or draft whatever but uh yeah this matches up the final movie pretty closely um mm-hmm. both great products in themselves yeah yeah i so, was really surprised because i was reading through it and i'm like this is like almost exactly the same <laughs> yeah it just goes to show you know you a good movie starts with a good script yeah sometimes a good movie starts with a bad script too is really well, I mean, with Star Wars. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
But uh, there was good groundwork in that one, though. So yeah. I guess, you know. Yeah. I meant like from a page to uh, screen, right? Wise. But yeah, you're right. Of uh, a bad script can eventually <laughs> lead to a good movie. <laughs> and sometimes a bad script just needs to be completely abandoned and yes. shredded. <laughs> yep. Oh man, if we can find Troll Two. <laughs> <laughs> was there even a second draft of that one? <laughs> Doubt it. They probably showed up that day. Yeah. Hey, uh, here, here's your lines. <laughs> Just write them up. Uh, yeah, the movie, uh, the script as itself, um, pretty strong four for me. Yeah. I Just would dropped agree. the Freddy stuff, and uh, um, there's a few things in the movie they streamlined together, flowed better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, they definitely like condensed things, and th- he definitely did a better job of streamlining everything in the movie. Yeah. But I mean, even if he would have just filmed it as is, I think it still would have turned out pretty good. Oh yeah. Like it's still funny and everything. Yeah. Because uh, even uh, even with that Freddy scene at the beginning, it was a little funny uh, how we go from. Freddie looking at the picture of Anna and Peter mm. to to cutting the Peter. Yeah. And then uh going into I have a feeling she's cheating on me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Yeah, when you have the guy everybody that he tells that to follow up with, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's already funny enough on its own. Yeah. I think it's the little things like that in the script that got cut that uh you know, I think just made for a better overall movie that like didn't try to waste your time or anything yeah that's yeah that's another thing like this is like 117 pages so you're looking at like a Mm -hmm. two-hour movie and that's a little long for a comedy so was what was the the movie's actual running length i can't Uh, believe it's two hours it's it's an hour 30 minutes yeah that sounds better yeah so I'd say just the montages alone could really help with that. Yeah. Like, just to draw out the length. hmm Yep. Yeah. Not a whole lot else to say. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> it was a funny script, funny movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I think a lot of the things uh, play better on screen and with the actors actually, like, you know, giving their performances to the characters. But yeah. I also feel like that's just something that Mike Judge probably knows, like, intuitively. Yeah. You know, that's probably why he's, like, a good writer, is he's just like, oh, I know this is going to, you know, what the end product of this is going to be like, so. Yeah. Uh, Another thing with casting, I think another reason I didn't really, like, uh, look for other actors is because pretty much everything felt like an everyman kind of role, (laughs) so... Yeah, I think it's, that all works. Yeah, no, nothing. Nobody in this is like really has like a standout like you know personality trait or something, or you know like look to them or anything. Right. Yeah. I think everybody's pretty relatable. Yeah. Oh, something I just thought of. Actually, I read. I thought about reading the script too with Freddie. I feel like uh, I feel like Freddie might have got cut because Mike might have seen a similarity between. Him and John Redcorn. 
Just uh, just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, that could be. Because <laughs> I've done that with my own writing where I'm like, oh, I kind of did this same character already. <laughs> I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess so. We're doing Pirates of the Caribbean next time. Yep, first draft. So When was it written? Uh, 2002 is what the date was. When did it release? Uh... I feel like it was around 2005. Let's see. Oh, no. I was wrong. 2003. Wow. First draft was completed a year before it was released. <laughs> well, you know Disney. They're a pretty well-oiled machine. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, I guess we'll read it and see if they even changed anything. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, another uh, page to screen. <laughs> well, it'd be nice after the last couple. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to complain about reading a good script. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, poor Spider-Man. Yeah. I looked very hard for a Batman Beyond script. Uh, I couldn't find it. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Off track again. I guess that's it. Yep. Right. That'll do it. All right. So I'm still trying to think of a. I'm still trying to think of a catchphrase. Signing <laughs> off. <laughs> you you go ahead. Uh, well, see you later. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, good night, and good luck. Okay. <laughs> Nothing? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I, thought, I love that movie. Yeah, me too. Okay. It's nothing to laugh about. You didn't act like it. Serious. It's nothing to laugh about. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice comeback. <laughs> Do, do. I'm Jack, I've got to go walk my dogs. <laughs>